0: Welcome to Three Kitchens, the home cooking podcast. I'm Heather Dyer. I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Somasundram. Hi, guys. Hi, Sarah. And Erin Walker. Hello. Hi, Erin. How's it going today, you guys? Ah, we're good. feeling pretty
1: good. I was, um, last night I was I was going through um, Instagram and I follow a whole bunch of chefs. And apparently this is amazing new cookbook that's out called Mr. Jews in Chinatown. And it's by a guy named Brendan Jew. Apparently he has this amazing, very well-known restaurant in San Francisco that boasts uh, Chinese American food. And he's apparently like, you know, everybody wants to eat there everybody wants to cook like him and so he has released this cookbook and I was all excited and and I thought oh should I get another cookbook (laughs) to add to my collection and then I went to read the review on it and there was an interview with him and he said that this book was meant for chefs it's not meant Uh for the home cook so I was like a good thing I didn't get it and he said you know it who says a cookbook has to be for home cooks sometimes they have to be for the people that can develop recipes in a restaurant and so this is what the cookbook is for and I was like oh thank- thankfully I didn't buy it thankfully I read into it because I wouldn't want to own a book like that um isn't that every
2: book you own <laughs> <laughs> but I was just thinking of Dishoom that's exactly yeah. where my mind went to yeah and dishum like it's they
1: they never claim it to be a book for chefs. It's supposed to be for home cooking, but it's a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of bad words. And so mm-hmm. I'm like I do own something like that. I wish someone would have just sort of intrigued or told me about that book and said, you know, it is it is for a professional <laughs>
0: and not not for Does me. that just mean it's more complicated, like more technique without explanation because a chef would already know the technique and so they don't need the explanation or like, how is it written differently?
1: I don't know, but Mr. Jews in Chinatown book, um, the cookbook, but I think it is meant for someone with a lot of equipment mm. for one thing, you know, and and I think you're not going to spend a lot of time on a recipe, unless, you know, there's a good reason for it. Right.
2: I hear that complaint from a lot of chefs that the recipes that they develop for cookbooks for the home cook, they have to Mm -hmm. modify quite a bit because of the equipment and because of having to reduce it down to like four serving size. Yes. When you think about it, they've got huge equipment and huge mixers and huge, stuff that I don't even know about that produces staff. large have quantities staff. of yeah. things mm. in a specific way that you can't really recreate on a smaller level. And so they kind yeah. of rewrite the cookbook yeah. for the home cook. And, oh, and to see. be
1: fair, because I, I always try to, I always try to get <laughs> people to um, buy Dishoom and then I, I talk about it, then nobody wants to buy it. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I'm not very good at promoting it. But to be fair, Dishoom does that. But for the home cook, but some some of the recipes takes like it takes a three day prep. Yes, right. So you're planning. If you're that kind of person, and you really want to up your Indian cooking game, do it. Yeah, but you know it takes Uh a little bit of planning.
2: I I follow a chef who talks about the Dashum cookbook, and I'm like, see, Mm. she's she's a professional chef. She owns a restaurant in England. She's yeah. been on Chef's Table on Netflix and, right. and she talks about Dishoom as a cookbook. Yeah. And mm. so that's the audience. <laughs> Someone <laughs> that should have told me that. That that <laughs> was intended for and Sarah yeah. made a mistake. I fell for it.
1: <laughs> but you know what? I'm trying I'm trying two more recipes from that cookbook because I opened it last night too. And then I'm like, oh, I'm oh, going to do this see? and I'm going to do this.
2: And you can do it. But it's kind of fun to be pushed outside of your comfort zone. I mean, it is. Yeah. I think we all are okay with taking a challenge and being stumped and mm-hmm. failed and
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're
2: okay with going through that process, right? If not, what are we doing here?
0: Why are we talking?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true.
2: That's the whole thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah.
1: So what's your challenge today that you're taking on, Heather?
0: Okay, this actually, now that I've said that, it's not so much of a challenge. <laughs> it's not challenging, which is also nice too, yes, right? Sometimes good, it's absolutely. nice to have something that part of it is new or it's a new way of putting it together, but it's actually not a challenge, but I think it'll just be fun to fun to do. So I'm talking breakfast and specifically chia pudding. Have you guys had chia pudding? Before? I have not. No. no. Oh, Ooh, interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to share with you then. Oh.
2: Excellent. I'm just gonna say I've never had it every time someone says No no no
0: I will still I'll get a taster. <laughs> and
2: then you will be
1: like, well, I did have it.
0: Oh right. That's like oh, what she did with right. the bow. Oh right? right. Now I
2: remember. Now I remember. <laughs> that's how I get free samples.
0: That's okay. Well, chia pudding is something that we discovered a few years ago and we used to have it. My husband and I, the kids aren't really crazy about it, but we used to have it for breakfast quite a bit. You make it the night before so that you okay. have it for breakfast and then you're not tempted to eat like toast or mm. muffins or the carb stuff that the kids typically eat right. um and it's all ready and in the fridge and ready to go
1: so this is low carb then
0: yeah you don't i wouldn't just eat it for breakfast eat it anytime it's literally pudding mm. so mm. um yeah and our favorite was chocolate and peanut butter so that just tells nice. you right there
2: it's like yeah. dessert no kidding
0: for breakfast yes or any time so let me tell you how you make it. Chia seeds. I assume you've at least seen them. Mm-hmm. They're the seeds from the chia plant, Yeah. which uh, I believe is native to uh, like Mexico, Central America. Okay. And it was a part of Aztec and Mayan diets, kind of like quinoa. It's like a historically that type of grain. Okay. There's white, black, brown
2: ones. I find black is most commonly found in the store where I shop. So that's what I buy. Okay. okay. I've only seen the black ones before. So that's interesting that there's more varieties. Yeah. And I don't know if it's different type of chia plant or if it's a different harvesting
0: or, you know, ah. I have no idea about that. When you soak them with liquid, they become like a gel.
1: Yes, I've seen that. Right.
0: Which is why it makes a pudding because you soak it with milk. I use almond milk. Okay. Usually, usually some kind of sweetener like maple syrup or Ooh. honey. Yeah. And that's the basic pudding. And then you want flavor, obviously, because chia is not going to really taste like anything. So um, that's why we do chocolate peanut butter, put cocoa in there, uh, peanut butter, mix it all up, let it sit overnight in the fridge. And then the next day you've got this yummy pudding and you put toppings on it like coconut or nut. Yeah. Or like mini chocolate chips or you can put yogurt or you can put like however you want to top it. uh, Fruit. Lots of the puddings you see are made with fruit. So you'd have like a raspberry lemon chia pudding. Oh, okay. It just happens that chocolate peanut butter is our favorite one. Uh, And it's like approximately a quarter cup of seeds and a cup of milk. And you have two servings.
1: Does it have to sit
0: overnight?
1: Is that how it comes together? Like it it needs some time?
0: It needs time. It doesn't have to be overnight, but you have to have it two, three hours probably.
1: Right. What don't the uh, kids like
0: about it? I think it's a texture thing okay? because mm. it's kind of that, um, the seeds kind of, because they get a little bit gummy and then they can yeah. stick in your teeth a okay. little bit. Sometimes I think it's a texture. It was maybe now they would, you know, sometimes initially you don't like it and then later you try it again and you like it. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'll, we'll see when I make right. this on the weekend, how they're, what they yeah. think of it. I'm curious
1: because i I've never tried chia seed anything because I think once I saw a video of the texture after it gets soaked and it seemed a little slimy, like it it reminds me of okra. Have you guys ever uh-huh. had okra? Yeah, no. okra
2: gets kind of slimy. I've had it before, yes, I think i never yeah. I never
0: went there but now I'm curious since you're making. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, I was like, Oh, I haven't made chia pudding in a while. I want to do something with that. And mm-hmm. I happened to be looking through the half-baked harvest cookbook Ooh. as I do. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I just love looking at the pictures and everything. And I, uh, I was like, yes. Oh, she has a half-baked harvest Buddha smoothie bowl and a Buddha bowl. I actually had to look up the definition because I was like, why is it called a Buddha bowl? I don't even yeah. know. Um, And the Urban Dictionary says it's a bowl that is so full of stuff that it's rounded like the belly of a fat Buddha. (laughs)
1: Like
0: a smiling,
2: a laughing Buddha. (laughs) That's a funny definition. I would have not guessed that.
0: (laughs) I know. I thought I didn't know where it came. I thought maybe it originated as some Asian um, dish or something, but I had no idea. And often Buddha bowls are not sweet. They're usually like noodles. Yeah, they're more of a savory. Yeah, or rice bowl with a bunch of meat and vegetables and pile on all the stuff you like. Yeah, usually a Buddha bowl. (laughs) A a Buddha bowl? A Buddha (laughs) bowl. (laughs) Usually they're savory. But in this case, you do chia pudding and you do smoothie, like a thick fruit smoothie. Oh, And then you add all your toppings, like the fruit and the nuts and the
1: whatever you like on
0: top. And you eat the whole thing out of the bowl.
1: Nice. I've seen, I've seen smoothie bowls where they make them really pretty. Have you seen those mm-hmm. like, and, and they decorate them and they have like a whole system of how the toppings go and where they go. And-
0: well, I don't know that I know the system, but I'm going to try to make it look pretty. <laughs> I, I was thinking I would give the kids, like I'll make the bowl, they, I'll give them all the toppings, the fruit and nuts and whatever, and they can top their own. Oh, that'll be fun. What what they want. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That'll be nice. That's really fun.
0: Yeah. And so her, she uses like a plain chia pudding, like basically what I just described to you with, I think maybe vanilla as like a flavor, which I'm thinking I'm not going to love a super plain chia pudding just based on my experience so far with chia pudding, but I'm going to give it a shot because that's her recipe. And maybe you need that kind of a little more plain balanced with the
2: mm, Smoothie? smoothie.
0: I don't know. I think it does have syrup and vanilla because you need a, some sweetener because it's, it, otherwise it, it has like zero flavor. Right. That's why you always see chia puddings with like fruit or chocolate or spices, like a right, you know, Ooh, a chai flavored good. pudding or all, anything you can imagine. Now, uh, Tegan Gerard, the Half-Baked Harvest book, she also includes with her bootable a homemade granola. So I'm also going to make her granola. I want you to share that. <laughs> yes. It looks so good. And I honestly, I've tried to make granola in the past and I yes. didn't love it. I don't yes. love the way it clumps. It doesn't, it ends up being just sort of like crumbs Yes. and all the pieces don't stick. And so I'm hoping that hers, I'm giving it a shot. I'm. I'm going to, we like her recipes and they're usually really good. So I'm going to go with it. It's
2: called a maple roasted pumpkin spice granola. Mm. Oh, I hope that turns out, because I have also been disappointed by granola over the time. And so I don't have a recipe that I really like that much. So then I end up, you know, I'd like to eat it more, but I don't. So, oh, I'm excited to see this.
0: Yeah. And my kids eat a lot of granola. I end up Mm -hmm. buying a lot of granola because they eat it. They eat it just plain. They eat it mixed with yogurt. And so Mm -hmm. it would be great to find a recipe that they enjoy that I can make at home. And
1: yeah, totally. When you buy the granola from the store, is it better than the one you have made in the past? Okay. Yeah. Because it clumps better.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like sticks together and so that you get those clusters as opposed to like, the nuts and the oats and everything is like individual. Okay. (laughs) I've never figured out how to get it to stick well and taste good. Right. And I'm not going to use corn syrup. And what is granola made of? It's typically oats, nuts, seeds, um, and some kind of sweetener, like something with some sticky to hold mm-hmm. it together, oh, like okay. a syrup or a sugar of some kind to hold it to, so it sticks together. And spice, often there's like, like this one, I'm assuming pumpkin spice has your typical yeah. nut, nutmeg, cinnamon, mm. clove, maybe. I'm not sure. I do have that pumpkin spice. Oh, I gave you some. Great. Right. Yeah. So I, I think I have just use that. I'll see you. I think most granola recipes are like whatever you've got, like nuts and seed, whatever you kind of mm-hmm. have handy. Or sometimes they have dried fruit, like raisins or craisins or something like that in them mm. my kids aren't great fans of like raisins put into stuff yeah. so I'll probably just do a do it like her as she's got it and see how it goes over so that's mm. my plan for that breakfast
1: great essentially granola could be gluten-free
2: yeah I think if you have gluten-free oats yeah oh,
1: I didn't know that okay you could probably
2: even make a nut-based granola like just nuts and seeds with the same sorts of spices and and stuff and mix it together and roast it
0: yeah I imagine there's um you know paleo granola or something which wouldn't wouldn't have the grain in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um
2: I bet you could find all kinds of
1: yeah no that's interesting because I love granola I love sprinkling that on everything
2: Mm -hmm. I especially love it on a yogurt yes and I haven't done that in a long time because I just kind of gave up on the granola thing used to be my go-to yeah I used to eat coconut yogurt with granola like
0: every day. And then the problem is I get sick of these things, just like the chia pudding we had so often that I was like, "Eh, stop making it. And now I'm kind of like, oh, I want to switch up my breakfast again.
2: I do that too. I find one thing I love. I eat it until I'm sick of it. And then I drop it (laughs) and
1: forget about it. Yeah. And then
2: you forget about it. And then when you come back to it, you're like, oh, yeah, I do like this, but maybe in moderation. (laughs)
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) that's it, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So, I, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's, not, it's not, really, uh, not really testing out something new, but putting it all together into the bowl with the topping, that is kind of new. Yeah. And, and it will be new for my family. We're not big on chia pudding, so we're going to see if we can convert them. Yes. And uh, my husband actually said, well, can you make mine with the chocolate peanut butter pudding? Because he does. So I might <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe do two, maybe do a she chocolate pens. peanut
2: butter with a banana smoothie Ooh. or something.
0: Oh, that'll be good. That was
2: my next question was, what kind of smoothie are you making with it?
0: So I am I was thinking berries because a frozen berry or berry
2: banana, mm-hmm. that's usually the go-to smoothie around here. Do you make your smoothies with a milk or a yogurt or orange juice?
0: Yeah, I usually put yogurt. And in this case, you don't want it too runny because you're going to eat it out of a bowl, right? So I'm going to follow I- her re- recipe just because that's what I'm... i Kind of committed to, but she's—I believe she doesn't do. I think she does milk, ice, and fruit,
1: and the banana should thicken it really well, right?
0: Yeah, and maybe instead of ice, I use a frozen banana or something because I'm pretty sure I've got some in the freezer.
2: Oh, that'd be be a good way to get through the things frozen in my freezer too. Uh (laughs) Oh, that sounds excellent, Heather. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah.
0: I will share the pudding. I won't do a whole bowl for you because I'm not sure how a smoothie will transport.
2: Oh, I look forward to it. Fantastic. Yeah, I look
1: forward to it. A new breakfast idea.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's, you know, it's starting to feel like spring. We're having more sunshine and it inspires me to think of things that are like I don't want a hot bowl of oatmeal right now or whatever. Like I feel like I want something that freshness with the fruit. And and they do look pretty, like Sarah said. They're really they can look really beautiful. And I kind of want to play around. And that's the nice thing about
1: having seasons, right? You get inspired by different foods depending on the weather.
0: Okay. So So I will make my smoothie Buddha bowl and my granola and join us after the break to find out how it went. Sounds exciting. There's a whole lot of other stuff you can do with chia seeds, not just pudding. You can eat it raw or toasted. It can be processed into flour for baking. I've also made jam with chia as a thickener. Chia seeds are high in fiber, omega-3, protein, calcium, iron, potassium, and probably other good stuff I'm forgetting to mention. Join us on Instagram or Facebook and let us know how you eat chia seeds. So Heather, how did your uh, breakfast meal turn out? My breakfast meal, my Buddha smoothie bowls. Buddha smoothie bowls. I had a couple of things I needed to do the night before. The chia pudding, because it has to sit, and the granola, just because it's a bit time-consuming. So I made the granola first. Mm. I just followed the recipe, which is nuts, cooked quinoa, oats... Coconut, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, hemp seeds, maple syrup, coconut oil, vanilla, and then uh, some spices. And she has them kind of separated out, but I just used the pumpkin spice mix that I already had.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And mix all that stuff together, lay it on a cookie sheet, bake it in the oven, and then bring it out, let it cool just a little bit, and then press it down, like with a cup. Oh, Press it okay. into the pan. And then let it cool completely. And that's how you get the clumping is because it's
2: pressed down. Right. Oh, I've never known that step before. That me seems either.
0: like it was key. Perhaps <laughs> this is the problem with my past granola attempts. However, I found because it's quite a big recipe, it makes about six cups of granola. Oh, wow. It was quite a thick, like it was like right to the brim of my cookie sheet. So Mm. when I went to break it up after it had totally cooled, the outsides were good. The middle was a little moist still. Ah. So I think it was too thick. I think next time I would split it between two pans and do it like two batches.
2: Okay. So that it gets crispier. And thanks for that recommendation yeah. for when I go to make it myself. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Because I took, after I crumbled it up and some of it was still a bit wet, I put it back in the oven for like 10 more minutes to try oh, to okay. really dry those bits. So I think it would have worked better in two pans. So- Try that when you do it and let me know
2: how it works. Yes. But it was good. We really like it. I would definitely make it again. I was also a big fan of, I ate it last night, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just out of the bag, like trail mix. It was really good. Oh, it was so tasty. And I would have put
0: like dried cranberries or raisins or something in it. When I eat it, I do that, but my kids don't like dried fruit in their granola. So I didn't bother mixing it in. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. But you certainly could put any of those things that you like Mm -hmm. in there. So the chia pudding also is made the night before because the chia seeds need time with the milk in order to plump up and make themselves into pudding. So I made two versions. I made the one from the half-baked harvest book that goes with the smoothie bowl, which is just a plain chia pudding. It's just chia seeds, almond milk. In this case, you could use whatever kind of milk you like. Yeah. A little bit of salt and honey or maple syrup and vanilla. It's very, chia seeds are tasteless really. Mm -hmm. So it's very plain knowing that it would be quite plain. I also made the one that we tend to like that we've made many times, which is the chocolate peanut butter, which also has cocoa powder, natural peanut butter. Well, any kind of peanut butter really, but I like it a little less sweet. It also has, I think it has maple syrup as well. I think if you used a sweetened peanut butter, like the regular old peanut butter, you would probably not. Put a sweet I wouldn't put a sweetener in there but with the natural peanut butter that doesn't have any sweetener, maybe right. a, a little of the maple syrup or honey. So the reviews of the pudding, just the pudding itself <laughs> from my family, the kids were not crazy about the plain one. In fact neither was I. I thought it was kind of you need something with it which is probably why she puts it with the smoothie because the smoothie is a is a strong fruit flavor. Yeah. The pudding yeah. is simple and plain. So the kids didn't want to eat the plain one with or without the smoothie.
2: They tasted oh, with the plain pudding
0: and they said, no, thank you.
2: <laughs> I loved it. I loved the plain one too. I'm oh. I'm right with you, Sarah. I thought yeah. I just sat and I ate the whole thing with a spoon, like bite after bite after bite after bite. What toppings did you put on it? Chia pudding typically has toppings Nothing. Put on. Nothing. I just ate it plain.
1: Hmm. I, I did both. I did half with like plain and then I threw the granola into it and I had the rest of it with it. I could do it plain too. And I loved the chocolate and peanut butter mm. one too. Um, mm-hmm. it was a little bit, yeah, but I would not eat it for breakfast because I'm not a breakfast person, but totally would have it at, as a mid afternoon snack.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
2: My kids would eat that for lunch and I find it's good for that too. Just yeah. Yeah, in those little bowls with the chocolate and the peanut butter, they would be all over that.
0: And there's all kinds of, if you just Google chia pudding, there's chai spice, there's different fruits, there's
2: lemon, there's...
1: The chai spice, eh? Okay.
2: Holy crap. I love it, Heather. Like, good. I really, yeah, really good. love it. It was really good. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to be making it
1: for myself. I, the kids didn't try the pudding. Uh, my husband and I did we both loved it but they loved the granola loved mm-hmm. it loved it so uh, that's definitely a winner here
0: uh, i was thinking that the the buddha bowl as a whole so you've got the smoothie on one side of that you put the pudding in the bowl and then you put some pour smoothie in there to fill mm-hmm. up the rest of the bowl and then you put all your top you put whatever toppings that you would put on your pudding or whatever makes it pretty right so i put fresh fruit granola. Yeah. Okay. I have a fe- I have a theory on this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think people put Buddha smoothie bowl in a cookbook simply because it makes a pretty picture. Okay. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I mean, yes, it tastes good. Sure. Yeah. But it's a shit ton of work. So you've made your pudding, then you got to mix up a smoothie, and then you got to chop up all these fruits. And if you want it to look like the picture, then you're placing it neatly on there. If you've made granola, you've done that. You're putting that on there. You're like, I think it's about the pretty oh,
1: maybe. colors.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, yes, yes, it's good. My family oh, my. liked it. The one kid ate the chocolate peanut butter pudding with the fruit smoothie in okay. his bowl, and then put fruit on top. The other just went straight smoothie with no pudding and put fruit on top. And they both liked it. My husband ate both the, with the chocolate peanut butter pudding, I made a banana smoothie Ooh, for yum. him. So it was like frozen bananas and almond milk, basically. He liked that. He ate both of them. And I, and I was like, so tired from like from prepping all this stuff and cutting up all this fruit. And everything and p- making it look pretty for a picture that I was like, uh, I don't even, I mean, I'm not a big breakfast person either. First thing in the morning. So I was like, man, nah, you guys just eat it <laughs> 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 Something pudding later. I just, I prefer the pudding with, to- with some toppings. Like I really like the chocolate peanut butter with like coconut and cashews on top. And that's it. I could do without the smoothie.
1: <laughs> I'm just curious with the mm-hmm. chai. With the chai flavored uh, chia pudding, would you have to grind the spices into a powder?
2: I'm not sure. I've never made it.
1: Has anyone looked it up yet? Or
2: I looked up a recipe. Yeah, you use a bunch of ground spices and just add them in.
1: Okay. I would mm. think
2: because it sits overnight, that's, you know, absorbed a little bit into the milk. Right. Like it's not just like dry spices in there. I have the one that I'm going to try this weekend. Maybe I'll send it to you, Sarah. Yeah. But it just has the chia seeds, milk, vanilla, cinnamon, cardamom, ginger, cloves, and then bananas and almond flakes. On top? The bananas and almond flakes are the topping? Yeah. So you layer it. So you put your chia pudding, you put your bananas, you put more chia pudding, and then on top you put your toasted almond flakes. Mm-hmm. So that's your presentation.
0: Like you wouldn't do that until the next day. Make your pudding first don't put your bananas. Okay. Don't do the layering oh, okay. thing until the okay. next day when it's set, because otherwise it'll all just mix together. Yeah. And these, yeah. I can't wait to eat more. Yeah. And I noticed, I know we talked about this when I handed it off to you that the, with mm-hmm. the plain pudding, the mm-hmm. seeds kind of settled on the bottom and the milk was still liquid on the top, which I, at first I was like, Oh no, it didn't work. It didn't set. But once you stir it all together, it was good. But the chocolate peanut butter one, was not so Mm -hmm. separate like it it seemed to be maybe the peanut butter helped to suspend the (laughs) seeds and like they
2: didn't just sink to the bottom of it
1: almond milk is a lot thinner right like it's
2: yeah I was gonna ask what kind of fat content does almond milk have compared to like a dairy milk because I will probably make this with a dairy milk yeah I'd be curious to see the difference I can't you know I can't do the dairy so that's
0: why I use almond but I don't know I don't know what the how the difference would be it might be a thicker pudding yeah well I'm glad you guys mm-hmm. liked it. Like I, it I mean I liked it too I just thought it was more work than I was
2: like typically willing to do for a breakfast just to make it look pretty I don't think I would make the smoothie either I'm kind of with you on the grab and go something quick and to me I want to drink a smoothie if I'm gonna have a yeah. smoothie I want to have it with a straw
0: I didn't really get the spooning a smoothie out of a bowl it just seemed kind of strange to me but maybe just,
1: but I think that's a trend I'm
0: discovering things <laughs> about myself yeah. but
1: I, th- I think you you hit it on the nose when you said that is kind of a trend right mm-hmm. like it's these things that are now like f- photography and and everything around it makes it kind of pretty to make and
2: mm-hmm. and it might also be something that might appeal to somebody like you or me Sarah who weren't super excited about the thought of trying chia simply because it looked a little too (laughs) weird and slimy and so and it's not pretty looking like the plain one just looks gray yeah you know maybe you'd make that and then you'd be like oh this chia thing's not so bad and then you would just make it without the smoothie but it maybe warms us up or gives us a chance to (laughs)
1: Right. Get right. on
2: board. Give it a
1: go <laughs> for the first time.
2: Or maybe
0: if you're having people over and you want the presentation, like it looks pretty. And and I mean, it is like, it's not that it's so time consuming. It just, to me, felt like more work. We're used to just like here, have, a, yeah. have some toast and I'll scramble an egg. <laughs> like it's, you know, we don't do fancy breakfasts at my house. So to me, it felt like more work. But if I had people over, maybe
2: at a mm-hmm. time when we can do that again, and, and
1: I think it's a good way to get kids to eat fruits and veggies. Maybe you could put like veggie in it, or
2: and if you're having kids or friends or family over that have food sensitivities this is a great thing that is yummy and everybody enjoys it and it doesn't feel like oh we're all gonna have pancakes and here's your bowl of chia pudding (laughs) like yeah you know if you're doing a brunch or something it's a nice option for somebody who is gluten-free or dairy-free or or eggs yeah and and it looks like you put
1: effort into it no I think it was great
2: I like
0: your idea of putting it in the kids' lunches. I think if I can hit on the right ones that they would like in their lunch, I don't know. Because it's high protein and high fiber, so you're filling up.
2: Yeah, my kids need that. And low carb. My kids need that, yeah. And no carbs, yeah. Lately, okay, this is a, I've never had crunchy peanut butter before. Oh,
1: okay, you haven't? Okay. (laughs) I had
2: only ever eaten smooth peanut butter, like, my whole life. (laughs) My kids are reading Calvin what? and Hobbes and Calvin only eats crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> and so um, my one little Calvin said, I will only eat crunchy peanut butter because Calvin only eats crunchy peanut butter. And I was like, sure, I'll buy crunchy peanut butter. I had never bought it before. I'd only ever had smooth. I am now like the biggest crunchy peanut butter fan.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: I was about to say, and now you know that crunchy is far superior to smooth. And why have you not been eating it your whole life? What is going on with your parents that they didn't give you crunchy peanut Yet butter? another
2: reason. It's all my mom's fault. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Blame mothers.
0: <laughs> I use smooth because I found, I find it's a little
2: easier because blending that peanut butter with the milk can be a little like, tough oh, okay. to do. but there were little chunks of peanut butter that weren't blended. And I liked that, which oh, made I me see. go, Oh my God, I can't wait to do this with chunky peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. We usually put peanuts,
0: roasted peanuts on top. Oh yeah. But, um, and then you can always mix it, mix it all together, mm-hmm. but yeah, you could make it with crunchy peanut butter too. Now that I've discovered totally. it. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's hilarious.
1: Great job. Heather. The things
0: we're learning. Yeah. The things that are just basic that we're learning. Well, I'm glad you liked it and that I've now converted you to chia. Yes. Fans. Yep. And maybe you'll find other ways. Uh, maybe you've had my chia jam. I may have shared it with you and you didn't realize because hmm. I've used it as a you can use it as a thickener instead of pectin and and sugar.
2: Oh, like you just
0: it's fruit and chia because it thickens it up and you don't need those other thickeners. And it's way healthier for you.
1: Great idea.
0: Mm -hmm. I didn't do any this past year, Oh, but the year
1: before
2: I did raspberry chia, I think.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yum. Well, thank you, Heather.
2: I'm so glad that you chose this recipe because it has changed my life. Yet again. Heather's recipes are simple, but they are changing our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I here I think that I'm not pulling my weight because I'm picking something <laughs> like chia
0: pudding. I
2: thought I'm oh I'm I'm really
0: slacking off here, but I'm glad you guys
2: liked it. You're not slacking off at all because nope. okay, you've no. introduced us to stuff we've never tried before. Yeah, like it. the salted <laughs> lemons. I yeah. just
1: made two massive jars of it. Massive.
2: Nice. Yeah. Well, I hadn't had that before
0: either. Yeah. So that was a so good. That, that was another swing in the dark. Thanks for listening everybody. That's it for this one. Bye. Bye. And now for the fine print. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at 3 kitchens podcast. Feel free to leave us a comment or a suggestion for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you like and subscribe, that helps more people find us.
2: And now Time to do the dishes.